You're listening to Filmmakers Drinking Bourbon. Hey, what's up, World Wide Web? This is Brandon. And this is Alex. And this is Adam. Hey. Oh. That's nice. He's back. He's back. He's back. And we're filmmakers. And we're also drinking bourbon. Cheers, boys. Cheers. Cheers. Adam over there. All right. Let's see what we got here. Mm. Mm. That's delicious. That's not bad. Splendid. You guys want to know what that is? It tastes yellow to me. You want to know what that is? (laughs) Go for it. That, my friend, is Four Roses Bourbon. It's the yellow label, 1888. Mm. Now, we've been teasing on this show something big. We have. And- the listeners don't have to wait anymore. No, that we should tell them right the time now. Time is now. Time is now. This week kicks off Bourbon Heritage Week for the month. Sorry, Bourbon Heritage month. month. The full month is Bourbon a Heritage. A full month, not a week. Yeah. For the month of September. I feel like there needs to be a fanfare. There needs to be like yeah. yes. something. A and coral, coral I've got fan. a surprise for you guys. For me? I've got a surprise for all of you Aww. and the listeners. Waiting on the line right now is. One of our representatives from Four Roses Bourbon, all the way from Louisville, Kentucky. <gasps> Boom. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Sweet. Let's Huge. see if we can dial him in, all right? Let's see. Uh, Dave, the, uh, the, uh, Dave the, the, the audio engineer. Can you dial him in? Boop, 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 boop. Is that like a modem? It's like a fire, fire truck. Uh, hey, Dan, are you there? Yes. Hey, how's hey, it going, doing? buddy? Hey, hey Dan. Okay, okay. Just got through with the barrel selection, so Ooh. I'm only about 90 proof now. So, <laughs> <laughs> there you go. so Dan, tell our <laughs> listeners, uh, who are you and wh- where are you? And uh, tell us a little bit about why you're talking to us. Well, uh, I'm a regional sales manager for Four Roses. This is my 36th year in the business. Whoa. So I've uh, had the opportunity to work with a lot of legends in, in the business over the years, Booker No. Julian Van Winkle, Jimmy Russell at Wild Turkey. So Whoa. I've been around the block a little bit. So uh, nice. And I've been been uh, working for Four Roses now directly for about six years. It'll be six years in October. Wow. Well, congratulations. Excellent. That's, that is just awesome. Now, for our listeners, explain a little bit about the significance of bourbon and the significance of Kentucky. And why are most of the distilleries in Kentucky? Is it Louisville? Is it Bourbon County? Talk a little bit about that and bring uh, some knowledge to the listeners. Well, uh, one of the reasons it's centered in Kentucky is because of the Whiskey Rebellion right after the Revolutionary War, uh, revolution, the, the government, U.S. government, decided to tax spirits, and it was mostly centered in Pennsylvania at that point. Right. So, uh, but of course, one of the reasons the war was fought was taxation without representation, so all of the distillers in Pennsylvania decided to uh, rebel. Well, but the one thing that they did, to, what George Washington sent troops in and they were smart enough not to fight, so they came across the mountains into Kentucky. They just decided to move west so they wouldn't have to pay taxes on what they distilled. So yes. that's one of the reasons the industry centered in Kentucky. Uh, the Rebels. other thing is the water, uh, limestone <clears throat> water. Uh, it filters all the iron out of the water. Mm. And the other thing that they had going for us here was the river system. We had a transportation system, which uh, a lot of the bourbon was floated down the 
Ohio and then Mississippi River to New Orleans, uh, various stops along the way. So nice. conflu- uh, confluence of uh, different factors. You had corn. You also had the corn here in Kentucky. Right. It was plentiful. So Wonderful. Well, that's a great... Versus that- plus the corn plus mm. the delivery system. And that's a great base of knowledge. Now, we, we have had an uh, ongoing conversation on the show because I've done some research on the Internet, and it, I don't know if it's true or not, and I'm mm-hmm. hoping you can bring clarity to it. For one, I think that there is a difference between bourbon and whiskey. Can you talk about that? Yeah, uh, whiskey is a generic term. Uh, bourbon whiskey has to has to be uh, conform to a specific recipe and formula. Okay, uh, it's got to be a minimum of fifty one percent corn in All right, Nashville. Right it's got to be aged in a new charred oak barrel. Okay. Uh, and you can't add any coloring or flavoring to it. Okay. Uh, otherwise, you you lose that designation. Wow. Now, does it also so have to be made in the U.S.? Has to be made in the U.S. A lot of people think that it, it can bourbon has to be made in Kentucky, but there was a pr- proclamation uh, in the early '60s by a U.S. congressman, got it passed in, into law that. Bourbon is a product of the United States, so it can be made anywhere in the U.S. Wow. Uh, but, uh, again, I think one of the key issues uh, from most Kentucky distillers is the water source. Mm. You've got to have uh, iron-free water to make good good whiskey yeah, of I mean, any uh, sort. Where other places Bourbon have that much particular. limestone, you know. Mm. Yeah. So, so what you're saying to me is technically— it doesn't have to be from Kentucky, but there's many insiders and probably most of the people the in purists, the distilleries the in Kentucky, purists, the purists yeah. would argue that the true bourbon is from Kentucky. Is that is that true, or am I elaborating a little? Well, no, I think that's I think that's pretty accurate. Uh, but you know, technically, you can make it in Hawaii. But you know, the question <laughs> is how how we like to. We feel like we make the best here. There's no doubt yeah. about that. Well, that's that's cool. So unique. Well, thanks so much for bringing clarity to that. That's something we've definitely talked about, and I brought that up. And a good friend of mine who's down from Lexington, Kentucky, uh, in in passing, challenged me on it, and he said, "Oh no, you know." And he had that Kentucky pride, which which I love. You know, I'm I'm, <laughs> I'm from Kentucky, and so I think it's great that that Kentucky pride's there. But mm-hmm. there are, um, and I'm sure you've tasted them as well. There are some good small batch bourbons not made in Kentucky. Am I right? I, I, absolutely. Absolutely. I've had some things from uh, Bowman, uh, A. Smith Bowman in, uh, out of Virginia that I found were very interesting. Uh, you know, there's been, uh, there's been uh, bourbon from Missouri. Uh, so, and technically, I think some things come, you know, coming out of Tennessee can be, if they don't do the Lincoln County process, can be called bourbon. Nice. Uh, very cool. So I think that's the, st- so, the sticking point there, from my knowledge, anyway. Yeah, and they're all re- relatively close, I guess, in that you know area surrounding Kentucky and the the general states. But so, what makes your guys different? I guess a li- or bourbon a little different than some of the other ones you've tasted, yeah. specifically the yellow label that we're we're trying today. Well, we have a very unique process in the fact that we have ten different bourbon recipes. Whoa. So we have two mash bills, uh, our B mash bill, which is 60% corn, 35% rye, and 5% malted barley, and what we call our E mash bill, which is 75% corn, 20% rye, and 5% malted barley. But the key that makes us 
different. That, that's really the heart, what I consider the heart and soul of our company, are proprietary yeast strains. Now, mm. you taste the individual yeast strain whiskeys, and they're all very different. Uh, Yellow Label is a mingling of all 10 recipes. Oh, okay. Uh, and it, it, the, the other thing that we do that's a little different is we uh, occasionally throw some older whiskeys in there, and, and that's just a, kind of a weeding out process, mm. to be quite honest. Sure. The vast majority of our uh, production matures at between six and eight years of age. Uh, we do have some older whiskeys, but that's really the, the lower end of the spec end of inventory spectrum sure. for us, to be quite honest. So your yellow label is kind of your all's entry level? Can you mm. talk, like, talk, how does that line yeah, up with the other yeah. ones? Yeah, it, it is. It's uh, average age is about five to six years. There's been a little downward pressure on that because our our business is really kind of blowing up right now. So there's <laughs> it's a good thing. Uh, hey, do you think that might no, be because absolutely? Do you think the bourbon boom might be in part in favor of uh, filmmakers drinking bourbon podcasts? <laughs> doesn't hurt, I don't guess. <laughs> uh, hey, we're promoting it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and if it gets really tight, is there any way to secure inventory? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so uh, well, you know we're not we're not hurting, but uh, you know we've been running at about uh, 80 percent increases to ninety. We were ninety percent increase ooh. last year, and wow, it's, uh, wow. So it's our business is um, good quadrupled yeah. over the last five years. Yeah, so it's just yeah. really it, it's hard to plan for those kind of production wise to plan for those kind of increases. Sure. Hey, we're going to be up ninety percent five years in a row, and you just don't. You know, five years ago, we just didn't think that was possible, sure. but that's mm. certainly what's going on with us that's right now. That's fantastic. Well, we're going to be sipping on your all spirits for the whole month of September, mm-hmm. and I, I believe uh, the other two we're going to be sipping on are the single barrel and the small batch. Small so let's batch. start with the single barrel. Describe the attributes of that. What do we have to look forward to there? Well, <clears throat> single barrel to me is my personal favorite when I'm drinking it straight up or on the rocks. Now, that is one single barrel, one single recipe. It's our B-mash bill, again, 35% mm-hmm. rye, which is double the rye typically uh, up to this point. There are a lot of changes, a lot of people doing d- different production uh, mash bills now. But that was typically about double the rye of any other uh, bourbon on the market. Nice. It uses our V yeast strain. Now, our V yeast adds a little light fruit component to the whiskey. So it gives it a nice, wow. clean finish. Nice. So when I'm drinking it straight up or on the rocks, that's that's really what I like. And you get this, and what I like about our bourbons in general, there's more of a big mid-palate caramel. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sugar oh, you can tell. Caramel yeah. to it, which is uh, really my taste profile. I sure. really like that. Okay. Well, what about that? What about the, uh, the small batch? Small batch is a little more of a... Uh, uh, complicated process, not too much so, but that uses four different bourbon recipes that we have, Whoa. and none of them involve the ye- the V yeast. So it is. This is going to kind of confuse you a little bit, oh, no. but I'm going to spit out the recipe. <laughs> Feel free to get O-S-O technical. Yeah. And O B S O, and okay. both of those mash bills comprise about 15 percent of the small batch. And then the other two recipes are OBSK and OESK. Okay. And those are both about 35%. So bottom line on it, the uh, 
final product is about 70% K yeast. Now, O yeast is full fruit. Hmm. So you try, you get this, you get a straight O whiskey. It's kind of a tropical fruit kind of okay. finish to it. K, add, K yeast strain adds spice to the finish. Gotcha. So, so is that small like a um... batch has a longer, spicier finish. Hmm. It's about a 50, 50 mingling of the two mash bills. So it's actually lower rye mash bill, but that K spice makes you think that it's higher rye. Man, okay. So you taste those two things side by side, you'll get a very good feel for the difference that the yeast strain makes in the ultimate, in the final flavor of the whiskey. That's yeah. crazy that the yeast has such an impact, and it's not yeah, the actual never grains, realized. really. It's the, the way that they're digested and yeah. spit back out. So what are those, what are the, I mean, not that I want to run through all of them, but what does O strain, now what does the O stand for? I mean, is that... Well, the, open the, up the, and open up and throw it down. <laughs> <laughs> well, when you look at our uh, uh, recipes, O and I'll, let's just do single barrel O B S V. Yep. The the uh, the first O is just the old Seagram's Distillery designation. We were known as Old Prentice Distillery. Okay. Following prohibition, and then the third letter, the S, just means simpler, straight distillate which lets you know that what it came off the still at a low enough proof to be called bourbon. Mm, got it. So the, when you see our recipe codes, it's the second letter is going to be B or E for the mash bill. Fourth letter is going to be V, K, O, Q, or F for the, for the yeast. yeast strain. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I'm starting to get it. I'm starting to get it. I just want to make sure. I feel like you've given away the secret recipe to Four Roses. No. You've said so many complicated well, you things. Know, here's, here's the deal. combine it right. Yeah. And this is why we don't mind giving out our, our uh, mash bills. You know, you can take our mash bills all day long. If you do not have our proprietary yeast strain, yeah. you're not going to yeah. come out with the same whiskey or the same water. So would you? So would you say the would you say the yeast is better than is more important than the mash? I'm not going to say it's. More important. Well, yeah, I guess I am. I, I think <laughs> be bold, be bold. Make a make a stand. Yeah, it's gonna. I, I think it's absolutely the foundation of, of our of our distillery. To be quite honest, wow. if you taste our distillate straight off the doubler, it comes off the doubler at about 138 proof. Whoa! You're going to get a little mouth burn with that high in alcohol. Yeah, but you don't get any burn. That you, uh, you've done that cheap tequila shot in. Uh, College burns your mouth, burns your throat, burns your stomach. Too many times. Too many times. Well, (laughs) when you taste our distillate, you get a mouth burn because of the high alcohol, but Mm -hmm. nothing in your throat and and down to your stomach. It's extremely smooth, straight off the still. Sure. And that, and I attribute that to Jim Rutledge. To be quite honest, Uh, his attitude has always been that if you put the best distillate you can in the barrel, you what you're going to come out with a pretty good. Uh, bourbon. Okay. If you put crappy whiskey, crappy distillate into a barrel, the barrel can only do so much. Sure. And I like to say you can pour A1 steak sauce on bologna, but that's not going to turn it into oh. a T-bone steak. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. It all, it all goes down the that's line. That's a great yeah. point. Now, that's let cool. me let me ask you this. Um, as far as, so we've talked a little bit about the yeast. We've talked about ingredients. We've talked about <laughs> where it comes from and all that sort of stuff. What is the barrel? How important is the barrel? You, you you alluded to that about what goes into the barrel is important, but you also kind of hinted at the barrel is actually important. Can you break that down for us? Well, uh, 
Jim Rutledge says that the probably 70% of the final flavor of the, of the bourbon comes from the barrel. And the bottom line on it is that when you char a barrel, what you're doing is you're caramelizing the sugars within the wood of, of that barrel. And that is where the, the sweetness of bourbon comes from. It doesn't come from the mash bill because you've, mm. you've distilled or you fermented all, all the of sugars the sugars. Sugar, you've turned yeah. that into alcohol. So the bourbon is not sweet because of the corn or the rye or mm-hmm. if you're using a wheated recipe. It's sweet because of the sugars out of that barrel. Gotcha. But every barrel is different. Sure. That's why and you I guys... bring out five barrels right. of OBSV <clears throat> bourbon. And, and they're all slightly every barrel different. will be slightly different. Yep. And as a matter and of fact, I, I did a barrel selection where about a year ago where every barrel came from the, the same uh, batch. It was from the same rick, same tier. They had actually been aging side by side by side by side. And they were all just a little bit different. Now, the flavor huh. profile is a little closer when when everything's equal, but they're still different. One was a little lighter. One had a little more char to it. It's just the barrel has a every barrel has yeah. its fingerprint of flavor. It's nice. amazing that you can tell the differences between those two. So, what what wood are the barrels made out of? Is that is that white necessary? Oak. White okay, oak. and that's oak. specific to bourbon, correct? Yes. And it's got to be charred. Yeah. Got to be charred. Got to be a, a charred yeah, white absolutely. oak barrel. Charred. Yeah. How does how does a barrel become charred? Do you blowtorch it? Is it is there a fire and you rescue well, uh, it? You know, <laughs> essentially, that's <laughs> all the uh, description is any. Uh, we went through independent stave where we get all of our barrels. Uh-huh. And uh, it's essentially, look at a, imagine a barrel with no heads in it. So you, these, you've got these two big iron plates that clamp down on either end of it, and they're essentially blow torches. Mm. So depending on the, the amount of char you want, uh, you know, there's a one through five char, it, uh, it's like Indian so you, food. You give that barrel a <laughs> uh, specific burn time to uh, to get to that specific char that you want. Gotcha, nice. gotcha. Nice. That's cool, man. Yeah, that's a fascinating process huh. to watch barrels yeah. being made. Now, can anybody select a, a? You said you got back from selecting a barrel. Could we come down? Could we? Could we select a barrel? Do we have that kind of power, or is that like can it? Well, you have privilege. to go through a package store. Yeah, uh, <laughs> we, it, it is very tight right now. Uh, our barrel inventories have a lot, have had a lot of pressure on them the last year mm. and a half, so we're limiting it to about 600 barrels a year now. So it, wow. it is uh, get on a waiting list. Yeah, that's essentially what the, what's going on, and and part of that stems from you know Buffalo Trace and Heaven Hill both kind of shut down their programs or at least mm-hmm. severely limited them. So it uh, you know that there's just the, the barrel business has really become a huge part of of the day to day bourbon business, right? Because yeah, because there's life for barrels after bourbon, yeah, right. So what's 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 oh, the lifeline well, look like? So wh- well, I mean, where most do they go of ours next? we contract out to a company here in Louisville called Kelvin Cooperage, and most of them are shipped over to Scotland. They are aging Scotch in bourbon barrels. Yeah, gotcha. But there's a tremendous demand for my for micro brewer breweries. Oh, the bourbon do, uh, barrel ales, bourbon, yeah, uh, stout in them. So gotcha. Now, are you guys? Uh, you up. talked about shipping international. Are are is Four Roses part of a conglomerate like some of the others? Are you guys independent? Are you guys American only? Talk about that. 
Well, we were owned, we were purchased by Seagram's in 1943 during the war. They paid $42 million for us. Whoa. That's a lot of money uh, back then. Whoa. Wow, wow. It's huge. Well, and part of the reason, most, most people don't realize that there was a complete ban on distillation of beverage, beverage alcohol the first two years of the war. All the distilleries had to produce industrial alcohol for manufacturing purposes. Yeah. So Seagram's was under that same ban, and they came in and bought up 20 distilleries to support their needs, to be hmm. quite honest. So that's insane. Gotcha. Very yeah. interesting time, a period in history. There. This is fascinating. Very. So, but are you guys connected to like other brands, or is it just the Four Roses well, no, and well, just the three? The deal. We Seagram's went out of business in uh, 2000, 2002, actually, before the deal was finalized. We ended up being purchased by Karen Beer. Oh, now, Karen wanted us because. Huh. They were, had been the Seagram's distributor Japanese, from the early 70s Korean? and then built Four Roses into the number one bourbon in Japan over those years. Japan. Right. Mm. And like every other major corporation, uh, if you're not going global, you're getting left behind. Sure. So that was kind of a strategic move for them. They wanted to move into a little more focus on the American market, and then they reintroduced us. Of course, the bourbon wasn't on the market at that point. Right. Was all blended whiskey, and there's a and actually some of the the am I am I right in saying some of the Japanese bourbons are actually trending pretty well? Like you, people are trying to get a hold of them. Japanese whiskeys, Japanese whiskeys. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh yes, the, the Japanese malted whiskeys, absolutely. Uh, you know, they won the big uh, malt blind malt malted whiskey tasting here a couple of years ago against their Scottish competitors. Whoa. Wow. Yeah, they, you need to look into that. Yeah, they're wow. making some very, very good malted whiskeys, no yeah, doubt. We might have to awesome. do a, a comparison episode yeah, here. Yeah, might have to get in there. So let me, I'll tell you what, you sound like a guy who knows his bourbon. We've clearly established you're an expert. You've been around. You, you understand different aspects of the game from the salesmanship to the manufacturing to the, the taste and the appreciation, the curation. My question is, do you have any weird or fun facts about bourbon? You got anything <laughs> that the... The layperson might not understand, or is there any here? And you know, we're a, we're filmmakers, so in our terms, yeah, uh, we have film terms that are really funny to the outsiders. They wouldn't understand what you know different film terms are. Alex has a whole handful of terms that sound you know weird Some or are inter- inappropriate, inappropriate for radio. Yeah, but internal, <laughs> but in yeah, but internally on a film set, everybody knows what they mean. Is yeah. it, what are the terms? Are there any weird terms or interesting terms in the bourbon world that? The layperson wouldn't know, but as as distillers, you guys you use know, it's, use it's all your the common time. language. Yeah. Oh gosh, uh, you know, I, n- nothing comes to mind. You right. know, uh, you know, w- one of the things I think that most people don't realize is that there are actually three categories of bourbon. Okay. And it, what? And it gets very I did not know that. For people. All right, let's get into uh, it. Well. Uh, bourbon, if you pick up a bottle, all it has on it is bourbon. Yep. That means it was, it's less than two years old. Okay. And there, and the, the, the rules and regulations on the aging of it are just a little bit different and how you age it. So we featured great bourbon whiskey. It has to be aged in a new charred oak barrel for a minimum of two years. Okay. So to be quite honest, if you just you can have bourbon whiskey that's been aged for three minutes in a barrel, that qualifies it as bourbon. Okay, because we featured on so, the show once. And then the, then the third classification is bonded whiskeys, 
which a uh, little more stringent standards. Bonded. It's got to be like just out of jail. Uh, product of one distillation season. And it's got to be a minimum of four years old. Gotcha. And hundred and one hundred proof. Okay. So on the show, so one of our we'll just kind of whitewash over that, and so you can get away uh, with a lot more things when it's just under two years old and it's just yeah. called bourbon. Sure. The, so you start getting right. You there? Do we lose you? I think we may have lost him. We lost Dan. Dan went down in the bourbon barrel. Can Dave, well, can Dave Dowlin back up? Well, let's see if Dave can. Yeah, well, we'll see. We'll check in on that. But, Alex, I mean, I think it's super interesting how Dan has brought a light yeah. to the darkness. It's. I mean, there's so many things I didn't know about bourbon. I mean, first of all, you were spot on when you did your research. Yes, thank you. 51% corn or more. Right. He's talking about 60 70% corn. Absolutely. Certain percent rye. Yep. But what I didn't know oak barrel. was the yeast thing. I didn't know how much of an impact that would have on the actual outcome of the bourbon. Sure. So, like, one, you get a fruity, one, yeah, you get a he, spicy. What about one, all the terms he had for the yeast strains? Oh, V, K. Zero. But I, what did he say? There were five different? Yeah, four or five man, different? it was like a big thing. And he said four roses in and of themselves have ten different bourbon recipes that they then blend. Yeah, yeah but, he, get, but he didn't give us the yeast. He gave us the mash. Yeah. Because you don't give up the yeast. This is a game where well, no, you, no, no, you no. protect the yeast. He said the fourth letter in that recipe was the yeast strain, but people don't have access to it. Ah. So he said, hey, I'll give it to you. Yeah. But unless you can you find my yeah, yeast somewhere. You can't make my yeast. There's no, yeah. No. You're not going to get the same bourbon. Oh, man. So cool. Dude, this anyway, guy's the man. He's our expert. I hope he comes back online so we can close, you know, oh. cl- you know. Find we'll, out more. We'll get him back. Tech, yeah. tech support in here in uh, Studio B at Sound Images. We'll get yeah. him back. So, uh, well, one of the things that I want to encourage people is if yeah. you like what you're hearing right now, if you like the fact that we're bringing you fresh content and diverse content, Filmmakers Drinking Bourbon is primarily a filmmaking podcast, but it's also a bourbon podcast. As is evident by this episode. Yeah, and if you go to <laughs> iTunes and you search bourbon, we're like the number two podcast in the market. Exactly. Hello? Dan's there. back. There we he got is. Him. Hey, man, we lost you. Yeah, I don't know what I landed with. That's so. okay. Where I'll tell you what. Where where we were is that you were you were explaining the different types of bourbon, the straight bourbon, the bonded the bonded whiskey, etc. The one thing I wanted to point out, and and this isn't judging this bourbon. We feature all different types of bourbons on the show, but so I would assume that when we featured the a- ancient of age, thirty six months that was in a plastic bottle, that would be just considered like your basic bourbon, right? Well, that, that qualifies as straight bourbon whiskey because it was uh, aged a minimum of, of uh, two years in the barrels. So that's that's thirty six months. Years. Okay, and mm. so what about a? Gotcha. You also mentioned the straight. That's the next level. That was it. The next level, the straight bourbon whiskey. Yeah, and then bonded. And yep. who would be straight bourbon whiskey? Is that like a Jim Beam? Is that like your basic? Well, yeah, most everybody uh, that's look. If you pick up a bottle and there's no age statement on the label, mm-hmm. front or back anywhere, it's four years old. Okay. Okay, so anytime it's less than four years old, it has to state it on the label somewhere. Gotcha. Ooh. Uh, and, then, uh, and then what determines the bonded? What, what takes it to the next level? Well, the bonded whiskey is, uh, there are a couple of reasons for that law. It was a guarantee of quality and purity. Uh, it, uh, it's got to be the... Uh, a distillation of one distilling season. Okay. Uh, it's got to be, again, aged a minimum of four years. But the key to it is this, and really it was the ultimate reason for it, 
it goes into what they call a bonded warehouse. In other words, the federal tax does not have to be paid on that whiskey until it is sold. Mm. So that's the key to it. It's under federal uh, control. So once it leaves that that particular warehouse, that bonded warehouse they call it, that's when you pay taxes on it. So it, it, it was a huge cost savings for distilleries back when it was passed. Mm. Okay. So there was a lot of uh, quality uh, issues with it. But to my way of thinking, that the real deal is it saved them one hell of a lot of money, uh, <laughs> the cost of money. Uh, I can only imagine. You know, you, you, you pay the federal excise tax. I think it's it's over $14 a gallon now. Whoa. Uh, you pay that t- federal excise tax up front, you might not sell that bourbon Whoa, for two true. or three years. Yeah. That's yeah, a true. hell of a lot of money you've sure. got, uh, you know, accumulating uh Interest costs on. Gotcha. Man. Now, Dan, was there something to the being the the bonded warehouses that allowed the bourbon distilleries to make bourbon through prohibition? Was there something like that? I've heard. Well, prohibition is a very interesting, very interesting. Uh, there's a great book called Last Call. It was published two or three years ago. Fascinating. That's, sounds great. Yeah, we'll post that well, on the site. Yes. What happened please. was this when. When prohibition was first passed, federal government had uh, had employees that literally unlocked the door to the still house and the warehouses. But when prohibition ended, they left that whiskey in the, all, all these individual warehouses. So uh, somebody would uh, go up to the their, the federal agent, lock lock and key guy, and say, "Hey, uh, here's uh, two hundred bucks." Get lost for a couple of hours. <laughs> so that happens around here. The amount of whiskey was stolen Chaos. out of the out of the individual distillery where, warehouses. So when the federal government finally caught on, they moved all that inventory to federally bonded warehouses. So, uh, so they had a little better better huh. control on it. Now, as far as I know, most people think that those six distilleries that that had those medicinal licenses were making whiskey all during prohibition that that was not the case now i've heard that i, I hear different things i need some i probably need to talk to mike veach who's a bourbon historian here in louisville Ooh. hey i I, we, I hey i know mike veach we know mike veach because we did a documentary on newport kentucky which yeah. in the cincinnati area where we podcast from uh, lives a man or lived a man named George Remus, which now there's Absolutely. a bourbon. There's a bourbon named after George Remus. But among mm-hmm. when while we were shooting that documentary, we interviewed Mike Veach as one of our sort of uh, prohibition experts. And so that's funny that you know him. That's pretty cool. Oh yeah, Mike's uh, extremely you knowledgeable. Get him on here. When I when there's something that, that I'm not sure on, I call Mike. Yeah, he, awesome. He's just really tops. Uh, hmm, that's great. Well, I'll tell you one of the what? things uh, that that I'm that I want people to know about is, you know, this 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 product and this brand doesn't just have to be experienced from the store shelves. You can actually visit your all's distillery. I've personally done the entire uh, bourbon trail. I've done it on motorcycle. I wasn't drinking and driving. We don't promote that. <laughs> we do not promote that here at FDB. But uh, do not. But do I that. did do it uh, and enjoyed the landscape, the beautiful countryside, the horse farms. And you guys have a beautiful little uh, visitation area slash museum slash sort of you can take a tour. Tell the listeners about how they can come experience Four Roses firsthand. 
Well, you know, we're, we're at 1224 Bonds Mill Road, which is on the southwest side of Lawrenceburg. <clears throat> uh, you know, you, you get on the bypass, 127 <clears throat> bypass from Frankfurt <clears throat> to Lawrenceburg. So we're, <clears throat> pardon me, we're about a quarter of a mile north of the Bluegrass Parkway. So if you've gone mm. go over the Bluegrass, you've gone too far. But <clears throat> the distillery was built in 1910. Spanish mission style architecture. Wow. So very, very unusual uh, architecture for for this uh, yeah Kentucky. For Kentucky. It was designed by <laughs> Joseph and Joseph Architects, which are still in business. <clears throat> As a matter of fact, they still have the original plans from the distillery. Yeah, that's one of the first uh, things I wood. noticed was Ural's place looked a lot different than some of the other places. Yeah, a lot less wood involved. But, yeah. What I did not know that that was <clears throat> Spanish mission architecture was kind of part of the Art Deco movement. Yeah, huh. and, and if you look at the the doors leading into the front front of the distillery, uh, the the big doors, there are designs above the door. And some <clears throat> uh, woman from California, when I brought that up, she said, "Oh yeah, that's the she named the, the design, the relief, or whatever it is she called it." So, hmm. <clears throat> but it's you know typically we think of that Miami Beach kind of art deco thing but yeah spanish mission architecture was was part of it so people so, can come there and what can they do if they come to to your to the place well we we have a, a distillery tour uh when you start that you'll get about a 10 minute film uh kind of getting giving the history a little bit of history of uh four roses but also just the production process of, of bourbon in general so very, very informative, uh, and you'll get the chance to walk through the distillery. We'll view the grain uh, bins nice. and areas, and we'll explain where we get our grain from. Like all our grain comes from south-central Indiana. It's non-GMO, mm. always has been. We've been buying from the same families for 50 or 60 years. Nice. Our rye comes from Europe. Whoa. That is, that is the Europe, European countries produce the biggest, uh, most plump, most flavorful rye whiskey because it needs that northern uh, longitude. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. Well, that's that's so, really cool. That's fantastic. Uh, so it's again, as Rutledge says, if you, you buy the best grain, you put the best distillate in the barrel. Mm-hmm. Uh, what comes out, you know, you, most of the work is done. Yeah, it's the sum of uh, all the products. You yeah. don't need any magic from the barrel. Well, I've got sure. I've got a question that I it seems obvious, but we haven't touched on. Why are you guys called Four Roses? <clears throat> oh man, you're putting me on the spot. Well, actually, uh, Adam, Adam's got the. Uh, do you need me to quote the bottle? Adam's yeah, got the bottle what's, here. Because Paul Jones well, uh, Jr., the founder yeah, well, of Four Roses you know, the, Bourbon. The, the story goes that Paul Jones, again, we started in Atlanta, Georgia, right after the Civil War. And yeah. He supposedly fell in love with this lovely young Southern belle and asked for her hand in marriage. Well, she said she would give her answer at the upcoming ball. If, if her answer was no, she would be wearing a corsage of three red roses. Mm. If it was yes, it would be four red roses. Ooh. Well, that comes out of a Victorian-era sign language called the language of flowers. So if anybody out there Googles Man. the language of flowers, it'll bring up several different websites wow. that explains the meaning huh. of each flower, the meaning of the number of flowers. Should should so I be worried? A very intricate uh, kind of deal. Dan, should so, I be worried that my wife only wears three flowers? 
<laughs> is that a problem? <laughs> and, and, and for the listeners, this isn't all in the back of the bottle here. Um, yeah. There's, yeah, yeah, you're getting yeah. exclusive it content. It doesn't even say Google back here. This is going it's deeper, screen. deeper. Yeah. Well, really yeah, you, yeah, if they Google that, they can actually get in, into websites to, to give the very, very detailed wow. uh, explanation. Wow. Wait, wait, wait. So, so don't leave us hanging here. Did she wear a three or four? Yeah, what, oh, what well, happened? Of course, she <laughs> wears four. The Corsage of Four Red Roses, ah. and he names his whiskey Four Roses in honor of his love of this young lady. Oh, Beautiful, that's, so great. that's, that's awesome. Great. Like a romantic, it's a rom com, or yeah. just or a rom- <laughs> or just a straight romance. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, man, Dan, you have been a book of knowledge. Mm. We we've really really enjoyed chatting with you. I know Alex yeah. might. He's got a couple things I, he's burning to ask. I, yeah, I got I got one more thing before. Okay, so you guys recommend you drink it straight. Do you guys mix it with stuff? If if you mix it, what do you pair it with? How do you enjoy your Four Roses? Well, one thing about Four Roses Yellow Label in particular, it's very, very flavorful straight up, but it also mixes very well. You know, we've got some drinks, uh, summertime drinks. You, yeah. you don't get that harsh bourbon, typical harsh bourbon flavor. Uh, with four roses when it goes into a mixed drink. Mm. So that's what makes it so enjoyable. Uh, you know, the bottom line on it is this. I, I think the ab- personally, I think the absolute worst way to drink bourbon or whiskey of any, you know, Tennessee whiskey or whatever is with Coke. Oh, Duh, And the I only agree. reason I say that is this. It, it overpowers it. It completely it. masks the flavor of yeah. the whiskey. Yep. Yep. And you end up drinking it too fast. Because exactly. I know I've done, I've done that. I've been there. I think we all have it. Yep. <laughs> uh, and this it's week. Just, so whenever I talk to people that are just beginning to drink whiskey and they want mm-hmm. a mixer, I recommend ginger ale. Ooh, it's, it, really? It's not as sweet. You get okay? some of the spice of the ginger, and yeah. there's not as much flavor to the ginger ale, so it allows the flavor of the bourbon to show through. Mm. So hmm. people can start, if they're just starting out neophytes, they can start getting used to the flavor of bourbon. I like it. Uh, but, yeah. I mean, you know, I, I typically tell people to do it with water. Yeah, just spring water. Pour it over, the, pour it over rocks. Mm-hmm. Taste it. If it's too strong, add water. Yep. If it's too strong, keep adding water till you get to the point where the only thing you taste is a nice little sweet edge to it. Interesting. So, and then like anything else, once you do that, once you find that, sweet spot when you're first starting out like anything else you end up going the longer you drink over the years you know you, you just get used to it and you mm-hmm. start drinking it a little stronger and stronger, little stronger and stronger nice. yeah yeah well i'll tell you what that's that's just awesome i mean i i can tell you i've enjoyed the yellow label that we've had today yeah so. we're we've i tell you this is really cool i think what's what's fun about this episode is normally we say we're filmmakers drinking bourbon but today i feel like we're bourbon tasters talking about film we maybe. haven't even talked about <laughs> film i mean it's just it's hey, been, it's no been, i hold yeah, on Be- before we yeah, yeah before yeah, this conversation ends there there's typically three things yep. that we ask on this show to our guests we ask what are you watching? What are you working on? And what are you excited about? And I think those things, yeah. especially second and third, can uh, apply to bourbon. So, Dan, what what have you been watching? Yeah, what TV shows, what yeah. movies do you love? What, tell us a little bit about We'd like to hear that side of you. Uh, you know, I'm... Uh, I'm a Walking Dead freak. Oh. How did I know? I love it. That's, I'm with <laughs> you, Dan. I've been I watching the Fear of the Walking Dead. Yes. So yes. Been, okay. You know, I felt that show, that show has gotten off to a great start, but 
Nice. I watch a lot of History Channel okay. as well, but Perfect. in terms of just sheer entertainment, that's the one thing that I oh, don't yeah. miss. Walking Dead. Nice. All yeah. right. Well, what about what are you working on? What do you guys got brewing up yeah. over at Four Roses? That is an- there any another blend? Is, is another there anything yeast? you can tell us about? <laughs> yeah. Well, I tell you that everything that we've been kicking around has been put on hold. Oh. Uh, because of so busy. the explosive growth, we're we're barely keeping up. Yeah. With with our current products, but once. We, you know, we're doubling the size of our, our distillery. Hmm. Uh, well, our production, anyway, we're adding a second column still and a second pot still. Wow. Uh, we're already building uh, our new bottling facility down at Cox's Creek, which is about 30 miles south of Louisville. Yeah. Wow. That's well, fantastic. It, well, okay, so the third one, then, is uh, anything that you're excited about. You guys have anything in the works that... Other this, than that, this is open ended. Yeah. This is kind of the space where we can kind of. I mean, it could, it could, you could be excited yeah. about anything. There could be a new bourbon metal tap deal, or it might that, not be yeah. bourbon related. You might be excited about a trip to Europe or something. Exactly. What are you excited about? So it wouldn't take that much, you know. With our B mash bill at thirty five percent, all we do need to do is just take that up to sixteen percent more rye grain to it, and we would be there. Uh, but that's, you know, there's nothing definitive on board now. We're just trying to keep our head above water uh, with what we're dealing with right now. So yeah. we've got about a two- or three-year gap here. We're probably going to be a- Oh, we just lost him again. We lost him. Oh. So obviously here, <laughs> he cut out there for a second, and we started well, uh, asking the next question yeah. before he was done answering. And the that's second. fine. You know what? He's it's, been a wealth of knowledge. He's been fantastic. We, we, once we get him back, we'll we'll you know. Well, let, if we can get him back, I don't yeah, know what's we going on. Keep here. up We're, too much more of his time. Dan is just uh, this guy's unbelievable. Yeah. So we've not, learned so much about bourbon today. Exactly. But that's fantastic to see that they're so busy that they don't even have time to. They can't even think about new products. Yeah, no, but, they, but they, what they do, they do right. They have a product that's so good. Yeah, and so they're working on just making sure that that's perfect. This is crazy. I love it. Unbelievable. This is amazing. Lo- he loves The Walking Dead. Yeah. Which is yeah, perfect. Yeah, who would have saw that coming? Oh, my gosh. Out of nowhere, it's down in Louisville. 36 years. Bourbon country yeah. loves zombies. I love it. Loves it. <laughs> zombies. Well, you say, what did they They were starting in Atlanta. Is that what he said? Yeah, zombies. Which is where they filmed yeah. The Walking Dead. Zombies love bourbon. Do they? Does that claim work out? I don't know if that's for those a known of you out fact. there. For those of you out there who listen, who watch the horror films and the zombie films, you're into that scene. Yeah. Uh, can you share your knowledge of zombies with us? I happen to think that zombies love bourbon. Maybe they chew on bourbon drinkers more. I don't know. That might be because they're the a little thing. sweeter. They got the they, caramelization yeah, yeah. in the barrels. From the we bar- learned so much. There's there's the bear. Look, let's let's see a quick recap. Go for it. You've got uh, you've got the Kentucky limestone water. Yes. You've got the uh, the the fifty one percent corn mash. Yeah. You're bringing in the rye from Europe, but the sweetness doesn't come from that. No, which is what's crazy. It comes from the charred barrel which and you, the caramelization of the wood. Right. And there's f- five levels of charring. Five levels one through five. Like I said, like. <laughs> yeah, like Indian, Indian food. food. Would you like your charred level one? Do you want one? super charred? Would yeah. you like level three? And I wonder, we never asked him, but I'm sure that affects the color of the bourbon as well. Absolutely, it's got to. The darker the char, yeah, why wouldn't it? the darker the bourbon. Yeah. Unbelievable. So I think the uh, the thing that I think is, do what? We're, we're right now, we're trying to figure out if we can get Dan on the show. Yeah. And uh, and so we're, we're 
Sorry for the interruption. This yeah. is live. This is live well, to tape. Well, like we said, we, we laid it out. This. No, we laid it out in the first few episodes. We don't. We do not edit this. Why would we edit this? Why not? Why we're not yeah. perfect. We, we don't. We're not trying to be no. perfect. No, this is. We're just trying to talk to Dan. We're presenting this as it happens. He's a bourbon expert. He is. He's our bourbon expert. He is. <laughs> and so what we were talking about the the, yeah. the bourbon barrels are charred. Then they're stored. Then they're stored. There's different levels. They're stored for 36 months. They're stored yeah. for two years. Two years. Straight bourbon Four whiskey. years. Four years. Bonded. bonded. They can be bonded or not warehouse, bonded. There's warehouses. Applies to taxes. This is unbelievable. And then they, after they're used, they get shipped over, he said, to Ireland. Yeah. Or Scotland. Or Scotland. Any of those? <laughs> Scotch. Scotch. Is in Scotland, I assume. I think that's Japanese. Though. I don't know. <laughs> There's a lot going yeah. on in the bourbon world. For sure. And we're bringing it to you here live on what I'm going to go ahead and say. I'm going to make this claim. Go ahead. Filmmakers Drinking Bourbon is the number two bur- <laughs> bourbon podcast. I love how we're pre- representing number two. The, yeah, but yeah. number two, we, you know, we're filmmaking we podcast, ju- we and we're started. still able to rank in the top three we just started. for bourbon. Just started. This is our first bourbon episode. This is only our 14th episode. The people who listen to bourbon podcasts yeah. are laughing at us. This is crazy. And they hate us. Because we because just got we're, access we're to number two in the store. Four Roses expert. And, and Dan is... Hey, guys, I'm back. There oh, he's is. back. All right. Well, the reason we wanted you back is because we wanted, A, to be able to say goodbye. You've been so kind to us. Mm-hmm. And we you've been a wealth of knowledge. We've learned so much about bourbon. Yes. We look forward to learning more as we go through Bourbon Heritage Month, the month yes. of September, with brought, our brought special guest, brought to you by the one and only... Four Roses. Four Roses bourbon yes and so we really appreciate it dan you are you are just you've been so kind to us and uh we really appreciate it we we've been told by by some people by your people your team uh down at four roses that you guys are willing to hook up our listeners uh one listener each week with a really cool uh giveaway from four roses is that true or am i speculating that is correct Yes. yes. Now, I also heard that it's going to be a really nice uh, coffee table book that I assume is uh-huh. all about Four Roses, the heritage, etc., and a really cool uh, ball cap Hat. of the you know the the Four Roses cap. Is that true, or am I just making this up? That is correct. Oh, hey! you guys are the best. Yes. Thank One you, Dan. Every week. Well, Dan, Alex, yeah. uh, Dan, I don't know if you know this, but we have a process for how we do this because we, we are blessed to be able to give away stuff on the show from our partners. Uh-huh. Alex, what is it we do? There's three things that our listeners have to do. They have to go to Twitter correct. and put out a tweet right. with the at FDB podcast. Correct. At Four Roses Bourbon. And I believe, and I'm not sure, yeah, Dan, actual... can you, is it actually the number four, the word roses, and the word the word bourbon, correct? Four no, Roses it, Bourbon? Uh, it would, I would spell it out. F-O-U-R. F-O-U-R. Okay. Okay, so it's at FTB Podcast, at F-O-U-R Roses Bourbon. Four Roses four Bourbon. Four Roses Bourbon, yes. Yeah, spell yes. it all out. Okay. And then the, so just also, to be clear, the yep. one, there is a Twitter handle with the number four. That's not the official Twitter, right? I don't think so. That's a okay. fake. There, there are only about twenty out. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we'll yeah. we'll we'll clarify that. Yes. We'll make sure that we, we will get tweet the right that out. We'll get the but right. But either one. way, so they got to mention us. They got to mention you, and then they have to include the hashtag FDB giveaway giveaway. Which actually, yes. Dan, there's another company who was using the hashtag 
FDB yes. giveaway, and they sold handbags and purses. They're a purse company. <laughs> so uh, a lot of our listeners were trying to get filmmaking giveaways and now bourbon giveaways. Yeah. And in, in somebody might have won a purse. Somebody might have won a purse. <laughs> so, uh, now, Dan, are you on Twitter? Yes, you Ooh. are. What is your Twitter now, handle, do you, Dan? Do you want to connect with people on Twitter? Because we'd love to. We'd sure, love people. To, I, okay. I'm Bourbon Dan. Bourbon Dan. Bourbon Dan. All right. I love it. Well, we want our listeners to connect with Four Roses and Bourbon mm-hmm. Dan, and we have had just so much fun, guys. Anything else you want to chime in, Dan? No, thanks, man. This was wonderful. Yeah, we learned so well, much. Uh, y'all get down to Louisville, y'all. Uh, look me up, and uh, hell, I might buy you a drink. There you yeah, go. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. <laughs> hey, well, d- listen, we will take you up on that. We're only about uh, less than two hours away up yeah. here in Cincinnati. We, we might have to do a live episode from Four Roses we might have. He we has, might have yeah, to do an episode no from Four Roses. no idea what he just said about oh, yeah. Yeah. Four. I am so sorry, Dan. Hell, I, I, I can meet y'all on the fun side of Cincinnati, down there in northern Kentucky. Okay, right, that yeah. sounds good. The fun yeah. side. Yeah. yeah. Newport. Yeah, nice. Right. Well, Dan, thank you so much for everything. We appreciate your wealth and knowledge. Thanks for kind of bringing to light some issues that we didn't know about. Yeah, and I'll tell you what, Dan, we um, I'm going to put you on the spot here. Uh, you have been amazing, but we've got four more weeks with Four Roses. Yeah. Is there anybody else that you think would just be fun to talk to and get on the show? Oh, from, from our company? Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Uh, well, Al Young, of course, the, the gentleman who wrote wrote the book, uh, our, our, our the book on the history of the company, uh-huh. wealth of knowledge. He was a uh, uh, former distillery manager. He was a distillery manager there for about twenty years. He's got a lot of insight wow. in, in, into both the production side of it and history, because he's done all of this tremendous amount of research into the history. That's what we want. Not only Four Roses, but also the Jones family. Uh, who uh, there's still Jones family members here in Louisville. So. Yeah. Great. Very well, interesting. Well, I'll tell you what. We might hit you up offline and uh, and see if we can't maybe find some other names. But once again, Dan, thanks so much. Uh-huh. Thanks to Four Roses Bourbon. You guys are amazing. This yellow label is very tasty. Yep. We're looking forward to the single barrel and the small batch. We're stepping uh, it up e- yeah. each week. So, yep. Dan, thanks so much, and we'll chat with you on the other side, man. Thanks, Dan. Very good, guys. It's been a pleasure. Thanks. All right. Cheers. Cheers. Cheers to Dan. Cheers. Cheers to Dan. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thanks, Bye. Dan. Fantastic. Unbelievable. So our listeners each week get a coffee table book about Four Roses and And a hat. hat. That's fantastic. Now, not all of our listeners. We're not Oprah. No. Not all of our listeners. One lucky listener. One lucky listener. (laughs) (laughs) One lucky listener. All they have to do is chime in and say... At, Something about at Four Roses Bourbon, at, at FTB, FTB Podcast, and, and hashtag. Hashtag FTB Giveaway. Yes. So. Yes. We'd wow. like if you'd include a little more. What than a show. <laughs> so we had, to, yeah. so for you listeners, just so you know, we had no clue what to expect today. No. None. We All we did was we knew that, that our friends at Four Roses were going to be partners yeah. for the month of September. That they, was our big reveal. They make fantastic bourbon. Bourbon yeah. Heritage Month, Four Roses. Major bourbon Bro. brand. Yes. Bringing them to you right here on FDB Podcast. Yeah. We had no clue what was going to happen. No. What happened was Dan. Dan happened. We got <laughs> we got the guy that knows Dan, it. It's been in the industry for, what do you say, 30, 36 years. 36-year veteran. 
Yeah. 36-year veteran. Everybody who he said he worked beside has yes. like a reserve next to their name on a bottle somewhere. It's, it's ridiculous. Like, oh, yeah, I worked with Jimmy Russell. Yeah. Reserve. Booker, yeah. no. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 yeah, they all got that. So Ridiculous. He was oh, awesome, man. 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 What a day. So, uh, well, this has been fun, Adam, having you in the studio. You're yeah. Sometimes you're with us, sometimes you're not. Sometimes you're working in the next room. I was going to say, my head's above water this yeah. week. Yeah. So. Sometimes you're, sometimes you're, you're the, spinning yeah. around our heads yeah. doing this binaural <laughs> stuff. So um, yeah. this is kind of cool because today, actually, a lot of times now, some of you guys might not believe this, huh. you know, because you know it sounds so real. But we sometimes <laughs> throw it to Adam, and he's not actually in the room. It's remote. So I'm sorry if that ruined your experience. Uh, <sighs> the curtain's down, guys. The, we but, just, we, but we're so we're authentic. Quick. Peek here. behind. Yeah. yeah. But uh, so it's cool to be able to throw yeah. it to you yeah. in real life. Exactly. So Alex, you want to throw it to him? Yeah, let's do it. Hey, Adam, uh, what do you, what do you got first today on the uh, FDB soundbite? This is anything like real life. It's like this. Ready? <laughs> yeah. So I was thinking, guys. Yeah. Hey. Um, <laughs> all right. Let me start it over. You guys. Yeah. Okay. Take two. Yeah, take um, two. Uh, FTB yeah. soundbite. Take two. Go. Um. Yeah. Um. No. Yeah. Yeah. The yeah. No. Yeah. Thing. No. <laughs> all right. Hang on. Yeah. Um. The yeah. Um. Things. Not it. Edit. So, yeah. This. This week, Dave. Can you take that back? Uh, okay. No. Um. Oh, come on. Yeah, this week we're going to talk about ADR and uh, (laughs) the people who don't do it and should. Right. um, And how cheap it can actually be. Please, please tell me all about this. Enlighten us. Yeah. Well, no, this happened the the other week. So someone had a horrible location shoot. They got the location. They're like, this is it. Noisy. Yeah. And it was horrible. Like with train? Yeah. Like it was, it was, no, it was like, so it's a bunch of different really loud. Spaces that it's never yeah. going to work out, yeah. you know. So <laughs> he can so remove they, that. Don't worry. So, no. So it's it's dead on that. So they realized that it was not going to work from day one. Yeah. And they're they like, decide to shoot anyway. Yeah. So a commercial shoot, thirty second spot, right? Sure. Ooh. And so it matters. Kind you know, of. It really yeah. matters. So so TV. they decided after the fact. They're like, nah, nah, nah. Let's just do it. It looks way too good. Right. We're just gonna do ADR, and I'm like, because yeah. some guys in the background, he's like, peanuts. <laughs> <laughs> oh god, I think you said peanuts, but that's <laughs> peanuts. Totally. Is there ratings for this? I don't know. I think yeah, we gotta we put might, explicit. Uh, I'm pretty sure that uh, uh, our guest, special good. guest Anthony dropped a few f bombs for us. Might have had some explicit on there. Yeah. That was anyway. an episode, and that was the sober episode. That, yeah, that was that was episode eleven. If anyone's going back and checking, <laughs> yeah. Um, so anyway, but yeah. So so they were came location in. noisy. Yeah. Said shoot it anyway. Brought it to you. Thirty second spot. Yep. Finished full up ADR in thirty minutes. Whoa. Yeah. Like same actor, same everything. Killed wow. it. Knocked it out for I, sure. And, and it it kind of enlightened me in a way. I've done plenty of ADR for films. I never thought about sure. it for a commercial of like mm-hmm. to redo everything. Now you so, have to. You talked about enlighten. You need to enlighten our listeners. Not everybody knows what right. ADR yes. right, means. Right. So the term is kind of kind of antiquated now, but it means automated dialogue replacement. So okay. mm-hmm. so it's when someone drops an f bomb for the real script, and then it needs to go to TV, and you know it's a you're going to go ahead and drop a, you know, it's going to be truck now or something. Yeah, sure. They'll, they'll rewrite it. So if that's how they use ADR for TV. For motion pictures, a lot of, of what happens is they'll have an, a line that's mumbled, but the take was right, everything was good. The line yeah. might be mumbled, might be off mic, there might be a plane flying by or something. They just need yep. to fix it. So you go in after, after the fact and in post, you swap out the line. So same actor, mm-hmm. typically the same mic setup. They watch themselves on a screen, sync their lips, say the line again. I've got a fun fact for you, buddy. What do you got? So 
as some might know, maybe they don't know. I think I talked about this. My hmm. background was in audio production. And in one of my classes, Sound for Film, I literally, uh, we redid the sound and the ADR for the entire first, like, 10 minutes of Spike Jones's Three Kings. Whoa. <laughs> and I played the voice of Ice Cube. <laughs> and I, somewhere, I'll have to dig it up. If I dig it up, I'll post it on the site. But Spike, I somewhere Spike have... Jones. Yeah. Yeah, right? No. No. Spike Lee? somebody. Lee? No. No. no, Spike Jones. What? Three, the movie Three Kings yeah. with uh, look it up. Spike Jones is in it. He's the he's the one guy. He's the little he's the little punk, the little wiry punk guy. Look it up. Look okay. it up. We'll we'll talk. We'll we'll clarify this. That's fine. Fact checking. Uh, anyway, the uh, so if uh, but the whole fil- front end of the film is uh, like you're watching the film, and we did it like for students. We did it so well that it's just hilarious because like all these voices are like dead on, but they're a, a bunch of like. Like white kids and like uh, <laughs> not Clooney, like not George Clooney or whatnot. Oh. So David oh. O. Russell, sorry, but Spike Jones is in there. Is he? Yeah, he's in there. Look up the cast. Wow. Uh, all right, so on. Go on ADR. Yeah. Where'd I leave off? I don't See, know. Oh, sorry. Man, the, the, That's my problem. Dan talked a good long time. So and we, we poured we did, some we described, extra drinks. Here. Yeah, we described what ADR is, but what do you mean when you say you redo everything? So we did. We redid in the spot every piece of dialogue. So absolutely every piece of dialogue in the whole spot. And yeah. so anything that was on camera was 100% fake. All the environments, everything was 100% Sound design? Fake. Even? Oh, yeah, yeah. 100%. Wait, you mean like, this industry is fake? Oh, God. <laughs> Who would have thought? The curtain has been lifted I've, again. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Of, of, of the rumors <laughs> that you hear. Yeah. Yeah. There, I mean, there was the, the stuff that, 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 that we did for the ADR work we did for um, – oh, this is great for with Josh and, and Jennifer for – Beautiful. Yeah. Um, that was that. bourbon ADR. <laughs> oh. <laughs> What's the, the film? Uh, oh, it's got Hunger Games. Hunger Sorry. Games. Good yeah. Lord. Whoa, 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 whoa. Stop. Wait a second. You Yo. did ADR for Hunger Games? Yeah. yeah. In Cincinnati? Yeah. And what? when you say Josh and Jennifer, you're talking about Hutcherson and yeah. Lawrence. <laughs> okay. Whoa, 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 whoa. I'm going to put you on the spot. Can yeah. we get Hutcherson on the phone or on the, on the, uh, phone? On the show? We could try. You think he's, never, he's, he's not here. The reason Does yeah. he drink yeah. bourbon? I don't know. Is he old enough to drink bourbon? Is he 21? He's, dude, he's really close. Are you sure? If not, he's probably older than I am. No, 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 no. He's definitely younger than all of us. Um, we can find out. I think it's, it, we should, okay. it's really hey, close. We, we should at least try. Because he's where, where's he from? Hold on. Where's he's he? from Cincinnati. K- Kentucky. Kentucky. Union, Kentucky. Yeah, Union, Kentucky. I believe Union. I'm not Somewhere saying he's going to be on the show, but I'm going to go ahead and say Josh Hutchinson's going to be on the show. He's going to be on the show <laughs> just the way that we had James Franker on the show. You know what, James? You know we were close. <laughs> Me and James's uh, uh, representative. Yeah. She didn't respond to an email I sent her, and that was close. That was right. Yeah, we were right there. <laughs> this is sad. Right there. But we also okay. found out he doesn't drink bourbon. Yeah, so, so he didn't want anything to do with it. But he if Hutcherson drinks bourbon, we we need to find this out. Okay, uh, I'm not putting. But... I'm not trying to pressure the situation. But he seems like a fun guy who could have a good he's time. He's a pretty on the fun show. guy. He's a pretty yeah. awesome guy. Okay. He's a fun guy. And maybe and he can bring Jennifer Lawrence. Just saying, not not yeah. pressuring. Who's Louisville, Kentucky as well. Just exactly. you know, throwing it out there. They're yeah. close. Yeah. Got, or I'm we sure can go down to Four Roses there. near Louisville <laughs> and, and interview them. Jennifer Lawrence yeah. and Josh Hutchison. <laughs> okay. Oh, we have our dreams. Okay. So, dreams. Uh, so anyway. now we know why he doesn't record his segment. Yes. Because it takes for. Okay, so anyway, I far more far more entertaining this <laughs> way than it is me dryly sitting in a room going, "Oh God, how am yes, I going to cut this thing?" For sure, I've screwed this up. So you do, oh, they do that, and you were talking about the benefits, uh, how it's 
maybe not as expensive. It's more yeah, practical. Yeah, it's an option. It's, it's yeah. really an option. Because people think if, about it in, like, say, some some of our projects, they're like, no, we can't afford that. Yeah. We're, we just, we got to do it right. If you've got budget for audio post, yeah. you've got budget to fix a couple lines. For sure. Um, uh, from, the, from the studio end of it, right? So from mm-hmm. the cool. studio end of it, it it's it's if they've got it right, you're not going to get killed budget-wise to knock out a line in yeah. five minutes. Yeah. Um, what about somebody... Okay, so I did. We did a project like this with Adam, or with Adam, with Brad Gollowin, who we've had Ooh. on the show. He's been on the show. Eddie, we did a short film. We uh, shot it on the Alexa, and we didn't record any sound whatsoever. Yeah, and we had it all created in post. Yeah, something like that. How is that super involved? Is that if you've got the right talent? Yeah. It's always it's it always boils down to this. So so, so with Dan, mm-hmm. Dan today said you put the best ingredients in. Yep. Barrel doesn't matter. You're going to get the best ingredients out. I also wonder about like, yeah. the places where they got the barrels, if they're going to be angry with Dan. <laughs> that he's like, you know, you kind of don't matter. Yeah. But um, he went back and he, 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 did. he restated I mean, it their is, importance. It a, yeah, it is. I mean, that's where the sugar comes from. But yeah. but with 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 your screenplay, yep. it's a script that matters. Mm-hmm. And with sure. anything in post or with anything on, you know, on camera or, you know, on mic, yeah. it's a talent that matters. Kind of sure. like this podcast. For sure. Oh, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> high level talent. But high yeah, level. so so if you've got the right talent who yeah. who understands their job, yeah, they'll get it. You can add. And it's just another piece yeah. of the pie that yeah. all distills down into that final great yeah. product. And it's and it's an easy option. Yeah, so, for well, sure. Nice. Yeah, it's awesome, man. Audio is important, people. Yeah, take That's the what we're time, saying. And if you screw up, do a little ADR and get it get it right. Yeah. But it, don't even on even on site too. You can yeah. pull it off there too. Don't chintz. Always use it. Yeah. Don't chintz on it. Call call up our buddies here at Sound Images if you've flubbed your audio. Yeah, duh. And they will give you a fair it's rate your to only, fix it. It's your only audio option. Only. Soundimages.com. If you're in Cincinnati, hit up Sound Just Images. call and say like is Adam there? Even if you're not He's in Cincinnati. Not you, you guys do remote stuff Just all come the time. Hang out. Yeah. Don't yeah. You? yeah. Oh, absolutely. Come yeah, I mean, I, I wish I could see my clients Face to face, yeah, at some point in time, but sure. <laughs> and just so you know, if you email. do come by the studio, we stash all the bourbon in Studio B <laughs> to the right of the sound. I know. And there's like a gold mine of bourbon. Yeah, it's crazy. Don't take it all. You okay. can you can taste it, but don't you take it all. Some. So yeah. I have got something exciting to share. Well, I think people already know. We've kind of tweeted it out. Go ahead. The filmmakers drinking bourbons T-shirts are going to be available like now. Ooh. That was my. What are you excited about? Oh, I'm sorry. I'm no, excited. it's okay. I was so excited I couldn't wait. For we the can question. share it. We'll we'll share it. We'll share it. I'm so excited. So if you guys love the show, if you're on set and you want to promote this, we've got a sweet hand lettering T-shirt that says "Filmmakers Drinking Bourbon" designed by Leo. designer Leo Gomez. Fantastic. And he's in out of Florida. He's in uh, Fort Lauderdale, I think. Yeah. And um. You can do that. Go to fdbpodcast.com, click on store, and that'll tell you how to make the order. Uh, we're, mm-hmm. we're, we're new to this, so we're keeping it real simple. Um, we're very personal about this uh, deal, so we yeah. don't have a, an e-cart shop and all that jazz set up just yet. So no. uh, You'll get an email back promptly. We'll set it up. We, yep. we know how to do deals. We're going to make this happen. Yeah. But 25 but, uh, bucks gets you a black, hand-lettered FDB. Dude, sweet. Filmmakers drinking bourbon t-shirt. Sweet shirt. FDB apparel. You're going to be looking good on set. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Even not on set, just like anywhere. Yeah, anywhere. Just rock it. It'll help you pick up ladies. Exactly. They'll say, what is that? And then you can talk about it and you'll be infinitely more cool. Yeah, absolutely. Perfect. (laughs) So, and I'm going to tease this, but chances are that we're probably going to be giving those away as well. Yeah. You might have a chance to win one. Probably. But you know what you do have a chance to win? Can I win one? You know what you can win? What? 
you can win a sweet coffee table book and an awesome oh, hat from yes. our friends at Four Roses Burn. Yes. Each week, one person will win. You just have to enter the contest at FDB Podcast, at Four Roses Bourbon, all spelled out, and hashtag FDB Giveaway. And why is that? Because that's how we do it. Yeah, but what is, what, is, what is going on this month? This month, all month. Bourbon. Heritage. Month. There you go. Bourbon Heritage Month, brought to you by Four Roses, our buddies over there, Four Roses Bourbon down in Kentucky. And Dan. And Dan. Dan Gotta respect Dan. He's great. Dan the bourbon man. Wealth of knowledge. He's worked with everybody yeah. in the bourbon game. And I, I want to encourage everyone. I know that uh, we're getting a little loose here on this show. We've had a lot of fun. We've talked about <laughs> bourbon. Uh, we are the number two bourbon podcast in America. We're gunning for number one. We are We are f- very quickly becoming a very, uh, what do you call it? Uh, powerhouse? Recognized powerhouse <laughs> in filmmaking podcasts. Yeah. And I want to encourage you and I want to ask you. I'm not going to beg yet. I might beg. You can ask all big. Yeah. I, I would love for you guys to help us move up in that ranking. And yep. uh, the way you can do that is by subscribing to us on iTunes. Go to the iTunes podcast store. Subscribe to Filmmakers Drinking Bourbon. Yep. Listen, rate, and review is what I like to say. Yeah. A written review. Listen, rate, and review. And right now we are three ratings away from having 30 ratings. We have 27 ratings. We are a four-and-a-half-star podcast. Wow. I would love if you if you love our show out there, help us become a five star podcast. Please, we are one half star away. Yes, tell a friend. One half star away. Yeah, Adam. introduce us to other people or introduce other people to us. If you yeah. love it like we love it, tell your friends, tell your mom, tell mm-hmm. your kids, all that stuff. Tell your kids. Tell tell, tell your kids to listen to yeah. the Bourbon Podcast. Let them in. Yeah. Yeah. Let them in, and uh, and let's move that half star to a full star. Let's become a five star podcast. And you know what? Let's do it during Bourbon Heritage Month. Let's do it. Let's not wait. No, because if we do it during Bourbon Heritage Month, awesome things will happen. They will. They're already happening. Giveaways will happen. We can't tell fireworks. you fireworks. Okay, so we. I'll tell you this. We have a roster. Yeah. Of guests and companies and filmmakers lined up that it's just going to be constant quality yeah. content. And I can tell you who's going to be on, on the show next week. Can you? Yeah, absolutely I can. I have that type of power. Oh. So next week on the show, I am going to, I got to look it up actually. But next week on it's the such show. such a long list of people. Is, next week on the show during Bourbon Heritage Month. Yeah. Week two yep. are our friends all the way on the other side of the planet with Whipster. Ooh. The kids from Whipster, Whipster they make video the annotated review. review software, yeah. making your post production much easier. Oh, thank you. You can click right thank on the screen, the click right on the screen and tell people annotate it. what you want changed. Yeah. Hey, that uh that uh makes that little client red, reviews a yeah, lot easier. That little uh red dot over there on uh her face does not look so well. Can you fix that blemish? Yeah. Maybe, yeah. maybe not. Um, or I don't know. Remove Most, this clip or boom. Yeah, yeah, cut this edit. But the Whipster kids from New Zealand, which I've met them. I met them at NAB. They're yeah. the dopest in the game. Yep. I love them. They're fun. They're super cool. Easiest software to use. Yeah. Yeah, they're going to be on the show. That's awesome. And I'm Sweet. gonna. I'm not going to force them into it. No. I feel like they'll do it out of the kindness of their heart. Huh. But I'm guessing they're going to give something away. Eh, I'm not. That seems to be the I'm trend. Just saying, no. That seems to be I'm the just trend with our guests. They might here. give something away. Exactly. And this is the type of content you're getting every week. FDB. Not twice a week. 
No. Not once a month, you like mean, some podcasts. Hopefully not twice a week. I don't think no. we're going to keep that. <laughs> you mean not bi- every, bi-weekly? Not every two weeks. Bi-weekly. But we're doing yeah. it every week. Exactly. Hopefully. Every single week, every Friday, you get a piece of content right here on FTB Podcast. Unbelievable. Whether we're in the studio or on location. We haven't had to do an on location in a while. No. Because we've been well, rocking uh, this out. But mainly because a lot of our shoots have been happening during the week, and we've been able to in, fit in the, in the, in the state, shows. We in haven't, the state, yeah, yeah. To where you're going to be, you're going to be traveling soon. Yeah, I'll Next, be on the beach in a couple yeah, of weeks. You're going to be on the beach. Com- so, coming yeah. up is going to get rough. Things are happening. Nice. It'll, it'll be good. Okay, so anyway, let's get back. We we've done the bourbon thing. We've done the Four Roses thing. All month is brought to you by Four Roses, but we still need to do a little bit of what we've been doing. Like, what do you what have you been watching? Ah, oh, man, I. Uh... I've been watching Togetherness on HBO with Jason, uh, is it Jason Duplass? Mark Duplass, those Mark, guys. yeah. And it's just, I highly recommend it. Uh, if you're looking for a new show, check out Togetherness. It's super funny. It's super dry and awkward, and it's sort of uncomfortable to watch. So if you're into uncomfortable, dry awkwardness, that might be where you want to go. Adam, what about you? What are you into? Football starting back up. Football? Really excited about watching football again. Football? Yes. There you go. Yeah, it's, it's been like a sports week, man. For me, like there was some rallycross stuff, yeah. the Red Bull rallycross stuff that was happening, and yep. football. Oh, dude. dude, I got I got my fantasy anyway. draft tonight. I know. Uh, you know what? Yeah. Hey, can that's... we can we do this or is this trademark infringement? Bum 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 bum. Well, when you do it that poorly, it's that bad. It's all Yeah, do whatever you got to do. We're all right. As you can see, Four Roses Bourbon's doing its job right now, and we are having a good time. Anyway, okay, so you've been watching togetherness. Togetherness. You've been watching. You're ready for football. Ready? Are you ready for sports zone for me right now? Yeah. You know what I just started? I don't know. Netflix? Oh, Brand new? No, nah, dude. It starts with an end. Don't talk about it. You're going to ruin it. I'll just say the name. I know what you're doing. Narcos. <sighs> God, I've been waiting for this. Unbelievable. Is it awesome? Watched episode one. The trailer looked amazing. I got to restart it so that Kristen, my wife, can can get in on the game. It's fantastic. Yeah, I'm pretty much going to be watching that tonight. Oh, my God. Narco? Yeah. Narcos. Well, actually. Oh, it's so good. Really? I'll, be, yes. I'll be on like, when I say tonight, I mean I'll actually be on like episode you're gonna watch half the season or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. But take take us and the listeners to risk. Come on, sell me on this. What Dude, it's got? just it's it's the whole underworld of Pablo Escobar. Yes. So okay. It's, so it's, here here's the premise dope. is that there are two main characters, basically, Pablo Escobar and a DEA agent. Undercover. Undercover in Colombia. And he's trying to expose it. And the first episode shows you how they got their start, and then you're you're in it. I mean, yeah. it's it's You're intense. In it hard. It's intense. Which also brings yeah. to mind to me another thing I'm excited about, which I saw at the preview for Straight Outta Compton, huh. Sicario. Yes. I mean, it's, so it's along the same lines. It, yeah, the drug in yeah. Mexico. And Rachel McAdams. Yeah, it, right? but shot by Roger Deakins. It looks fantastic. Unbelievable. It looks gorgeous. Benicio Del Toro. Y- is he in it? I think so. He might be. Yeah. I don't Yeah, But it's, yeah. What, who's it? Uh, it's awesome. That was Emily Blunt. Maybe it's Emily Blunt. Yeah. She's great. I love it. I love Rachel. Either way, shot by Deacons, and I, I just can't wait. He's yeah. he's my he's my guy. He's my deep my favorite awesome. DP. Look up to him. Um, you excited about anything? No, man. I uh, I I was excited about podcasts. I posted. Um, maybe some of our listeners saw this, but I did post what I would recommend as you know uh, what I'm calling a top five podcast. Yeah. Um, and I, I you know some people gave me some some grief for including FDB podcast filmmakers drinking bourbon in that, but. 
I feel pretty confident that we're a pretty good podcast. We are. So to those haters, keep hating. I don't really care. Keep hating. Yeah. Just keep listening but and you'll see why. If you go out, um, yeah. if you go out, if you go on to BuzzFeed, uh, I, you know, I posted it on our Twitter, uh, Top 5 Podcast. So I've got some other cool podcasts on there that yeah. um, I think you should listen to. One of them is the Go Creative Show. It's pretty rad. Yeah. Um, and then there's one that you listen to a lot. American Cinematographer Podcast. Yeah. Fantastic. So, and there's other guys there. Check out the link. It's on our Twitter. Follow yeah. us at at FDB Podcast. Yeah. But just go to iTunes, look up filmmaking. You'll find us. We're up there and we're we're just going to keep moving up. That's all, that's all we're doing. Moving on up. Moving on up. Anyway. Moving on up. Yeah. I can't really think of anything I'm excited for. It's just uh, excited to wrap up the show. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> uh, it's been a lot of fun. Thanks, yeah. listeners, for hanging in there with us. This one has definitely yep. been uh, long and lean. But yes. man, we brought you Dan. We did. We brought you Dan again. This is uh, Bourbon Heritage Month. Right now, it's you know September. We're kicking it off. We got four weeks of Four Roses Bourbon. It's out of control. Yep. And so, be sure to enter the FDB giveaway. You know, mention us at FDB Podcast. Mention at Four Roses Bourbon. And the hashtag FDB giveaway, and you'll be entered for a chance to win what? Oh, you're getting a sweet coffee table book that shows the history and the beauty of uh, Four Roses Bourbon, along with an awesome hat. Everybody needs a good hat. Good hat. Everyone protects you from the uh, Kentucky sun. Yeah, you know, it, it, basically Four Roses is preventing cancer. Either way, there you go. So, and Plyman, <laughs> I believe Adam over here is going to have some awesome stuff in store for the month of September. Oh yeah. Um, I mean, not only is he talking about ADR, but I mean, there's stuff that we don't even know about. No, he's I mean, bringing it to the table. I think you're pretty much my what I'm excited about every every week. So, really? I do. Oh, I can't wait to hear what you say. That feels that feels yeah. so nice. You know, I After can't that, wait uh, to find out what I'm going to say. <laughs> you know, it's really great. Uh, no, there's some cool stuff. Yeah. Um, we've we've got some good, some kind of odd technique things. I mean, I don't want to cool. state the obvious. You yeah, know? we'll fine. go after. Don't give it away. Cool. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Keep keep them in the cool. yeah. you know. Surprise. And uh, I assume you know at some point, maybe not September or not, but Josh will be on the show as well. Josh Hutcherson. He's probably oh, a listener. I love now. how you call him by his first <laughs> <Yeah>. name. <laughs> Josh. He actually went to the same school, high school, that my wife went to. Really? They both went to Ryle High School. That's awesome. She was much younger than him. We're both from District 9, so it's like, it's pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Everybody, thanks so much anyway. for listening. You guys are the best out there, the yep. FDB community. Be sure to go on iTunes, rate us, review us, yeah. plug us to your friends. Pick up a shirt. We're just gonna keep bringing it. Yeah, we don't even care. Yeah. So it's not. It's it's about having fun. All right. Cheers. 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 Man. Later. This podcast was recorded live at Sound Images Studio. Find out more at soundimages.com.